One of the reasons I love doing this podcast is I get to talk to some interesting people. Tom is one of them. Account executive at Gong, one of the hottest startups in tech, an accomplished podcaster, and an avid fan of late 90s and early 2000s rap and hip hop, Tom's got chutzpah. Take a seat, enjoy the 20 minute ride. I'm Not Selling You Anything is sponsored by Sastrodamus, a community of founders and technologists with an eye on the future. SalesBricks is a zero-code e-commerce platform where you can design pricing and packaging, connect features to plans, close deals, and manage subscriptions and entitlements. All right, vamos! Tom, welcome to SalesBricks Studio South here in Austin, Texas. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, I'm excited to be here, Brian. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Want to jump right into it? Let's do it. All right. Your first question. What do you do at Gong and how'd you get there? So at Gong, I am a mid-market account executive working to grow our relationships with some of the fastest growing companies in the world. How I got here. So I guess, you know, my sales career started when I was in college. I sold Cutco knives for a summer, which is most people's uh, worst nightmare to go door to door. And those are sick knives. They're the best. They're They're really good, right? Okay. If you're using anything else, you should just throw them away right now. Come on. I'm not throwing away Wussoffs. Those are our biggest competitor. Don't even get me started. I still got the battle cards. Okay. 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 uh, Okay. 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 That's another six questions. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Awesome. So I started that, you know, had a great summer, was able to grow my confidence a lot as a person. And it was setting goals, was learning how to cold call, do things like that. After graduation, I got into the media and intent data sales game in MarTech at a company called Tech Target. Okay. Spent about five, five and a half years there going from, you know, entry level sales to selling enterprise customers to being a player coach. Had a bit of a, a, a mulligan, we'll call it, at a startup in 2020 that only lasted for a few months and then ended okay. up just over a year ago. And uh, has been one of the best professional decisions that I've made uh, to join there. And, you know, alongside all this, the last like four or five years, I've been running a a blog and podcast called Millennial Sales to kind of document the journey and and share some of the things that I've learned. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Now, just going back to Gong really quickly, brass tacks for the folks that haven't heard about Gong. How do you help? How do you help sellers? Yeah, so if you haven't heard of Gong, it's, it's a revenue intelligence platform. So I'll, I'll skip the mumbo jumbo and just let you know that it's a, it's a software that helps you sell more and helps you if you're a sales leader to forecast better as well. You got um, some marketing and, in you, man. You got yeah. some marketing. <laughs> in you. <laughs> let's keep it. Let's keep it short. Exactly. We'll BS. Cool. Um, and so, you know, in, in a professional context, yeah, that helps you sell more. It helps you make more money. It helps you perform better, maybe get a promotion, look good to the board, wherever you are in your career. But, you know, when I think about like what the actual value is to like the customer, it's, it's saving time, right? Anyone that's in sales knows that you got to work your ass off to hit your number. You've always got a quota hanging around your head. And so if you can hit your quota by working, you know, 10% less every week because you're more efficient or 20% less or 50% less, then that opens you up to, to more things, whether, you know, you're a side hustler and, and want to start something like that, whether you have newborn or a relationship that you're working on, or you love to run or play tennis or golf or whatever it is that you're into. Ideally, Gong is able to help you do your best work in less time so you can spend that time doing other things. So, I mean, it's more, it's more about that. It's more about, you know what? It actually reminds me, and I'm going to, uh, they're not a sponsor, but are you familiar with the software, Alice? I am, yeah. So I love how 
Gong also gives you more time to do the things that you like to do between the hours of five to nine, right? Yeah, I know their big exactly. thing is like, tell me what your five to nine is, right? That's what yeah. they care about. So Gong also does give you that ability to just do the things that you love. It's not, maybe you do love set, selling and prospecting and maybe you can have more time doing that, but it is more than just sales, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, to your point, we're all, we're in a weird point in time right now with COVID we're working remote. There's just a lot of weirdness going on in the world, obviously. And so for a lot of salespeople, you're creating your own schedule, right? You don't yeah. have to necessarily be in the office at eight and leave at six or whatever you were doing before. And so I think it's really valid. Like if you can find tech and it could be Gong, it could be Alice, it could be a bunch of other solutions. But if you find the tech and, and tools that help you do your job in less time, then you should absolutely be doing that and go spend your time doing whatever you want. And I think you know, we got one life to live. And so uh, I think it's important to spend a good chunk of it doing things that you're passionate about and, and actually enjoy. Tom, give me an example. What do you like to do between the hours of uh, when, when you're not when you're not doing podcasts or, or, or doing great work for Gong? Tell us a little bit about your, your, yourself. Yeah, I love to be active. So I played tennis all my life. I played in college. So I love to I love to play, hit the ball around. I love to run, hike. You know, I'm in Northern California. So there's no shortage of fun outdoor yeah, activities outdoor to do. Outside of that, I'm a big hip hop guy, man. I love '90s and early 2000s hip hop. So come I, on, like Big Jay L, Z. yeah, like Big L, Jay Z, you know, Wu Tang, all all that good stuff, man. So I love just uh, I love it's kind of nerdy, but I love listening to it. But I also love listening to podcasts about it where they break down albums and stuff like that. And that's been something I've gotten a lot more into in the last few years. There's a podcast. Have you heard of, I think it's called Mom's Spaghetti. No. It's a little podcast like it called Mom's Spaghetti. Yeah. And they go over, like it, it, he more or less said what you just said. It's like a podcast that goes over the story behind how the group came about or the particular song came about. You might want to check that one out. I'll add it in the, in the show notes. I'm a sucker for a great inspirational story, whether it's a book, a documentary, and you know, most hip hop artists, they start off at the bottom of the bottom, right? They're in some sort of, you know, poverty area and yeah. their options are oftentimes are I'm going to rap or I'm going to sell drugs right, or I'm yeah. going to do both. And so to go from that to someone like, you know, say Jay-Z, who's one of the wealthiest people in the world is just crazy. And so you can hear that story in the lyrics and I'll, I could go on for a while, but it's I inspirational. Love, yeah, I love it. You lit, you lit up, right? Just talking right about it, man. That's really yeah. cool. So what do you think is one of the most challenging parts of the software buying process today? When I think about buying, you know, it's been well documented that the buying process has changed a lot in the last 10, 20 years. Folks are a lot more informed because of the Gartners of the world, the G2s of the world, you know, Yelp, all these different, yeah. you know, review sites and industry experts. And they're also coming and they have less time, right? We're talking about salespeople. We're so busy. We have this quota. Well, so does the marketer or the IT person or the sales leader that you're selling to, right? And so they don't want to spend more time than they need to. And I was talking to a sales leader earlier last week that, you know, cut down their sales process by, you know, one third. And it was all just like removing friction from the sales process, right? Customer wants to see a demo. We make them talk to an SDR. Then we make them do a full discovery call. And then maybe if they're lucky on that third interaction, we'll flip them a little bit of a demo and then we'll customize the demo. Well, it depends what you're selling. Sometimes it, it might take a, a really long sales of cycle. Of course, but yeah. Some but, things are more complicated. Mm -hmm. but, but there's a lot of us that make it more complicated than it needs to. Sometimes 
You just need to shorten up the discovery, ask more impactful questions, and sometimes give them a teaser of what they want to see. Sometimes you need to be more forward about what the pricing is, right? And you might be way out of their ballpark or it might be feasible for them. And so I think we've been taught these rules of, you know, do this full discovery call, yeah. don't mention pricing till the end, all that stuff. And I think there's some, some validity to it. But I think if you're a salesperson, you got to be thinking, where can I take friction out of the sales process? And where can I maybe be closing deals a week sooner or a month sooner than I am right now? It's funny you say that, Tom, how about like, hey, you spoke with a sales leader that cut out a third of the process. Hindsight is twenty twenty. So that sales leader cut out a third of the process and looking back thinking, did we ever really need it at all? And it's, it's not only if you think selfishly, yeah, I'll sell more deals and that's great. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it as a buyer, they don't want to spend more time evaluating than they need to, right? They want to get to the facts. They're coming well-prepared already. So they've got probably 60% of the job done before they even talk to you. They know your competitor. They probably know the price. They've asked their friends. They're part of communities that they're asking these questions to. And so for them, they've got a million things to do and they yeah. want to get this done as quickly as possible too. It's that, Tom, what do you think is some really bad advice that you've heard in sales engagement? I think the industry has done a lot of pushing sales engagement. When sales engagement, the theory of it is, is amazing, right? It's, it's doing more in less time. It's what we're talking about. But I don't think that we need to suffer or, or sacrifice the quality for the yeah. sake of the quantity. And I'm a strong believer that it's better to send 50 personalized emails than it is to send 500 blanketed ones. And so where I do think there's, you know, the sequences are super important and and can be helpful. I think if your sales leader is saying, Hey, we need to send more emails, make more calls. I would challenge them and run an AB experiment and say, okay, for one week, I'm going to do what, what he or she's asking me to do for sure. And then the next week I'm going to do what I think is maybe a little bit better. And I'm going to cut the volume in half, but I'm going to do twice as much research so that When I call you, Brian, I'm not just saying, hey, Brian, it's Tom from Gong, or I'm not just saying, hey, here's what Gong can do on an email, but I'm doing the five minutes of research to see you have a podcast, listen to one of the episodes, maybe while I'm brushing my teeth in the morning. Hey, you've done 300 of these, you know, like, wow. (laughs) And have a very tailored subject line and first line of the email that makes you want to open it and have a conversation with me, or at least respond to me. I think that's such good advice. And it takes me back to... This morning, the email that the new CEO of Peloton, yeah, intuition drives testing, data drives decision-making. My intuition is that I think these personalized emails are going to do a little bit better. Yeah, I'm not going to ask for permission. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. So your intuition is to run this side experiment, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what you said. I'm going to run this. My intuition is to drive this experiment. I bring then to my leader the data that backs that up. And then the decision is there instead of just going all willy nilly, all mad and just doing it yourself and changing them like I did. I'm learning every day, man. I should give the sales thing another try. Where do you like to keep up to date on industry news? Is it Reddit? Is it LinkedIn? Tell us. So there's a few places. I think LinkedIn is just a a treasure trove right now. There's so many creators putting content out that have done it, right? And I would would first encourage folks like to take a look behind the curtain at at who's posting because there's some folks that, you know, post about things and they have never sold before or have sold, you know, 20 Mm. years ago. But there's, but there are tons, you know, dozens of folks that I look up to and I've gotten some great info from. So I think LinkedIn is a great spot. I personally... 
love the, I do a, I mean, one of the reasons I do a podcast is because uh-huh. I get to talk to these people directly. And so I'm hey, always throwing it out there. <laughs> I, I'm always throwing it out there that, Hey, it's pretty easy to start a podcast and you could just use it as an excuse to talk to smart people. But you know, I love like the gong. So gong has a blog, which uses data backed sales tips. And that's not a plug because it's a company, but I just think they have really good tips backed by millions of calls. Of, I know for you know, sure it's good what tips, doesn't. dude. I pay yeah. attention to them. Whenever it pops up, I double click. And, and there's a few people that I think I've, I always come back to their content, whether it's their newsletter, their podcast, stuff like that in the sales world. Like Scott Lease is one of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kevin KD Dorsey is one of them. Sam McKenna is one of them. I mean, I, there's a, there's a whole, a whole flock of folks, but those are three great ones to start, you know, Morgan Ingram and, and the team at, at John Barrow sales, are oh, yeah. the best sales trainers in the game, in my opinion. So like there's, there's some great folks. If you start following them, you'll see, you'll start to kind of get, get an understanding of who's in that space. And um, it, it's amazing that it's all free. And it's cool yeah. that we are just, we're literally a DM away. You were a DM away from me, man. Like you to me yeah. are a LinkedIn celebrity, right? So this is, I'm nowhere near their class, but it's, it is crazy that, you know, I've met some really cool people and some good friends just through a DM on LinkedIn and a a zoom chat and it turns into a friendship. So would you say uh, LinkedIn is the, is the main one or you got something else that that you would recommend to, to, to keep us up to date? I think LinkedIn is a great one. You know, there's a lot of great podcasts out there. I think if I were to to call out one, it would be, you know, I love the guys that, 30 minutes to president's club. Oh. I don't, I don't know them personally, but they just put out great tactical advice. So you gotta, you gotta respect that. I'm not a big Reddit guy. I know there's probably some good stuff on there. I think sales Twitter is kind of weak from what I see. I don't, I don't see a ton of value there. I, like that's better than LinkedIn. What about TikTok, uh, man? I had, I had a TikTok question. I may as well <laughs> say it now. What, what about, how do you feel about that? I think TikTok's got potential for sure. I've dabbled with it a little bit. It's it's the social media platform I'm probably the least familiar with in terms of of everything. You know what? Let me let me just bring this up because it's a really good point you're making because I hear a lot of people say that exact thing. You're not necessarily wrong. But I think there's a new style of people that are pushing some really good actionable stuff in this particular one because it's value value value. You know are you familiar with the folks over at Lavender? Oh yeah, they're great. So Are they on TikTok, you're saying? Will Alred okay. is on TikTok. And his, his TikToks, you have to look at them. They're okay. just, hey, does your, does your cold email looks like, look like this? Here's what you're doing wrong. This is what you need in your first line. This is what you need in your second line. This is what your third line. It is all value. And he's not the oh. only one that does that. And once I saw that, Tom, I was like, oh. Because it was 30 seconds, 60 seconds at most, where he just goes, bam, bam. Bam, bam, you can do it. So I was, I was on LinkedIn and I saw something that was either you take salary and a bonus versus salary and commission. Can you just unpack that? <laughs> so I got a, yeah, I got a, a marketing email from Sales Hacker and in no disrespect, let me just say to, to Sales Hacker, I don't even know the, the person's name that was on their podcast that this was kind of their spiel, but it was, it was a quick summary and it was, Hey, I think, you know, the opinion was that I think, you know, sales reps should go from being commission-based to being all based with a, with a bonus, like someone might in another field. And my initial thought was that's got to be one of the worst takes I've probably ever heard. In my opinion, the reason why sales is a tough, it's a really tough job. It's a really tough craft to master. And it's not for everyone. It's not for most people, truly. And one of the reasons is because the quota 
is something that drives performance. And, you know, commissions are one of the reasons why salespeople are in the game. You're kind of a mini entrepreneur in a way. I always think about trying to be the CEO of my own territory, right? So how do I get the most out of that? How do I make the most money or hit my quota in the least amount of time if that's what you're into and spend your time doing other things like we were talking about before? And so the the thought that you're going to get into sales, just so you can really kind of go off the base and and hope to get a small bonus at the end of the year, in my opinion, just does not sound like someone that's going to get up in the morning and get after it. And it doesn't sound like sales. Doesn't quite sound sound like sales. It doesn't (laughs) sound like sales. And and his, his point or one of the quotes was, if you have commission, you know, the sales rep is going to hurt customer, uh, the customer experience, right? There's not enough empathy in the customer experience. And I think that is, that is true. Josh Braun sometimes Josh references commission breath, which yeah. I think is a pretty funny line. And, and I've, I've probably been there as a seller. And I think most oh, of God. us probably have where you're, yeah, when you haven't you just, gotten to the number, <laughs> yeah, you got so commission focused, breath. <laughs> yeah, you're so focused on the commission and the quota. Yeah. And I think that's a real thing, but my point being, the top 5%, 10% of salespeople do not have commission breath. They are able to have provide a great customer experience in spite of having a quota hang over their head, knowing what the commission is going to be on this deal, whatever it might be. And that's what separates them. And they deserve that commission because they are able to compartmentalize you know, this quota and everything that I've got going on versus hey, I really want this customer prospect to have a great experience and be able to trust me and be able to trust our company and turn this into a, not a one-year deal that churns, but a five, 10, 20-year customer. Sales is a contact sport, man. You know, mm. and, and there's the pot of gold at the end of it. That's what makes you want to hit, get in there and, and, and hit some people really hard, right? Yeah. So I think, I think you make a, I think there's arguments on both sides of the ball, but I lean more towards uh, kind of where, where your sentiment. Tom, you had mentioned hip hop before, and I wanted to throw this one really quickly before we get to the last question. What is something that is on repeat for you right now, this week, this month, that, that it's just on repeat and can't get out of the earbuds? For me, I've been on a, this is maybe a, a, an off take, but I've been on a big young Jeezy kick. So I, he's got a, if, if you want more detail, he's got this, I think it was his first album, called thug motivation 101 <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he's got he's just got you know jay-z's on there and akon's on there and there's a lot of of course he's with akon and man it's just like Ooh. it just fires me up like no other so i can't like there's if i listen to that i'm ready to like i'll i'm ready to get a workout in i'm ready to make calls i'm ready to fight through some adversity and so that's just been that's been bumping tom that was a really great answer and oh i'm so sad We have arrived at the final question. It is everyone's favorite question. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, Tom, what would it say and why? I've put some thought into this and I I wish I had like 10 different things that I could say, but here's what what my answer is going to be. It would just say, breathe in, breathe out. And not only is that, yes, that is a, uh, a line in a Kanye West song. We'll skip over that part. For and now. Machine Head. But, okay, there we go. But here's my, here's my point. We've all got a lot of stuff going on, whether we're talking about our sales quotas, whether we're talking about our professional lives, our personal lives, this, that, or the other. And I think that your decision-making, your mood, you know, your attitude, 
everything that's going on in your, in your head gets a little bit better. If you take a step back, you breathe in and you breathe out and, you know, maybe you don't honk at that person that cuts you off. Maybe you're not as upset about the deal that didn't close. Maybe you're able to take some space away from whatever else is going on. And, you know, I just think that that would probably make the world a slightly happier, a slightly better place to live, and probably gives you a little bit more energy and, and a positive attitude that you can take to the rest of your day. So I love quotes and I had like a million different quotes I was going to say, but I'm going to go with breathe in, period, breathe out, period. Tom, we did it, man. We reached the end of your six questions, six-ish questions. I think you answered maybe seven or eight. I just want to thank you. I know you do this every week, maybe a couple times a week. How do we do? Man, you did a great job. This was a blast. I appreciate you having me on. I love the format and it's just fun. It's fun to talk shop. It's fun to, to get into all this. And, and hopefully, you know, if you're listening out there, you, you were able to take at least one nugget away that you can take into the rest of your day or the rest of your week. All right, man. Thank you so much. All right. Appreciate it, Brian. I still can't get over the fact that Big L came up organically during that episode. I I love Big L. He's one of my favorite rappers. Always look behind the curtain of your favorite sales influencer. Have they sold? Have they actually done the job? It's such good advice from Tom. You know, just go one layer deeper. Tom's an impressive person for his age. I really enjoyed our conversation and I'm happy to be on his side and, and him being on ours. And with that, we've done it. That does it for season two of I'm Not Selling You Anything. Thanks to Jared, Chuk, Ryan, Connor, Robbie, Michelle Obama, Garrett, McLean, Shakira, Elizabeth Holmes, and Tom. And last but not least, thank you to our listeners. We love all 1,500 of you. We'll be taking a two-week vacation recharge in the Maldives and to plan out our community event here in Austin, Texas with our friends Sastradamus. See you later!